welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Anne, for being a guest on my podcast. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, we're at Lamar Sculpture Park, and we met here um, mm-hmm. not, you know, just a few weeks back. And um, so since then, I've kind of liked, uh, I've looked at your Facebook page and just tried to learn a little bit more about you because I really don't know you really at all, and I'm just kind of getting to know you now, so I'm... So I'm looking forward to that. but So I'll let you introduce yourself. Okay. But from what I've seen, you're into massage therapy, mm-hmm. and you even teach that. And like you were mentioning, yeah. you enjoy hiking and camping and things yes. like that. But um, yeah, start off just okay. telling us about yourself. Yeah, well, my name is Ann Karkowski, and I just celebrated my birthday, 69. And I think it's just a magical time for me. Um, I've been, I'm married almost, well, it's 49 years, and um, it's taken me through a lot of uh, chapters in my life to get me where I am today, and I love ventures. I love trying new things, Um, and I've been a massage therapist. I still am, and I teach workshops, but I enjoy the journey and excited to see what's next, so that kind of wraps it up. I love my grandkids. I just love playing with them. They just keep me young. But, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell. You seem very young. Like, it's so surprising that you said 69 because you really seem a lot younger. Thank you. It's uh, nothing I've done. (laughs) Nothing I've done. I can't say I've done anything different than anybody else. I'm just, just happy, just happy in the present moment. Well, I think that makes a lot of difference. Um, I was listening to someone who was on a podcast, mm-hmm. and he was talking about, um, you know, just being healthy and well, and the different dimensions of it. Like, uh, you know, there's that physical mm-hmm. part, there's the food, the exercise, but there's also just having peace in one's life rather than, you know, being able to deal with stress well, right. rather than it just kind of eating away at a person. Right. So maybe, and yeah. I kind of think of massage therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that remi- I don't know much about it, but it reminds me of something peaceful, the opposite of yeah. stress. You know. Yeah, it's a it's a journey I, I didn't expect to go on. Um, I did a traditional growing up in a Midwest family in Chicago, um, youngest of four girls, and we we probably had our plans set out. We um, you know graduated high school and worked. And we just got married and have kids, and that was pretty traditional. I was born in 54, so in the 60s, that was it. Um, So that was unexpected, but that happened in my later years when I um, found massage therapy. Um, It was something I wasn't looking for, but I'm very grateful that I listened to when I've been nudged by, um, I believe in God, so... When, when he gives me a nudge, I listen and see where it takes me. Okay. And he got into massage therapy. and yes. um, And I guess, like, what is that all about? Like, you know, yeah. I know what back rubs are about and stuff sure. like that. And I see the massage shops, you know. 
and hear about it some. But what is massage just all about? What makes it yeah. special to you and so forth? Well, when I, um, I was working in an office, and I thought that was my destiny. And then I um, was tired of that. So I went to, um, you know, Home Depot. I went, and, and I was a return cashier waiting for my next adventure. Like, where am I going next? My kids are grown, and I'm enjoying life, but I knew there was something more. So I got a, nu- a nudge to just check into massage therapy. I never had a massage um, I never gave one. I never had one. So it was totally in left field. So I just kind of prayed about it and said, okay, if this is what you want me to do, um, I, I will pursue it. And it just fell into place. And um, what it means to me is when I, when I was learning, it didn't come easy to me. I didn't know anything to compare it to. Um, and I didn't feel any spirituality. Um, but what it, what it gave me was a tool to heal. Um, I, was, I started in my 50s. And um, it just really um, gave me a lot of opportunities. So I had my clientele. I gave a typical Swedish massage. Um, back when I first learned... I went to a workshop in Philadelphia, and I live in St. Louis, and um, I learned Indian head massage. And when I came back after I learned it, I couldn't wait to do this on everybody that was willing to sit down. Um, So Indian head massage is a fully clothed Ayurvedic massage sitting in a chair. And um, there's uh, methodical movements that, um, that really it feels like a sitting meditative state. And um, so I did that. And it massage really gave me an opportunity to do hospice. And when people were sitting in wheelchairs, I was able to give them a massage, what I learned in Indian head massage. Um, and I taught workshops. I wanted everybody to learn it. So that was for continuing education for massage therapists. Um, there are so many d- things I've done with massage. I think for me, just opening the door to um, so many ways to help people to relax so their body can heal themselves. And that, I think, would wrap it up on you know, explaining it. Because it's different for everybody. You'd never get a mas- same massage by two people. It would never be the same. So I, I happen to be good at it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you said um, helping the body to heal itself. So, you're yes. like taking away um, the stress. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. It's a deep, I call it a deep meditative state where um, the nervous system is at rest. It just gives the body time to rest. So, it's not a sports massage, it's not a deep tissue massage. It's just a relaxing um, massage to put you in a state of rest, deep rest. Even when I did an Indian head massage, it, sitting in a chair, you would think, how relaxing could it be? But I think the power of touch is so important that I think that alone, when you care with come come in with good intent, heartfelt love, 
I think it's transcending. I don't know. I, I really believe in it, that if we all can rest and get a deep rest, deep sleep, it can actually heal itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm listening to a podcast I just recently started. It's called um, Design to Heal, and it's a chiropractor's podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and that's basically the whole, the title is the whole goal of yeah. the podcast, you know, the message of the podcast is that um, we, um, our bodies, like Western medicine's really good yes. at acute care when there's yes. an injury or something that needs to be put back together. But as far as just maintaining health, it's kind of let us down because we kind of rely on pills and procedures and things like that. When our body can take care of itself, um, if we if it's just in the right environment, inside and out. So that's basically his message. It's been interesting to listen to him. I think you know Western, like you mentioned, it's about treating the symptoms. Mm-hmm. with medicine or with and I'm totally for doctors I'm not against it I think the healthcare industry is very very reliable and and making us you know feel better but I believe the eastern medicine is very knowledge of life ayurvedic it it treats the cause it finds out what is the issue it's the disease of the body that we're treating which means we are really making the body at rest so the stress won't take over and create that dis-ease that we all encounter. It's just life. So that's kind of like, that's the foundation of massage for me. So what about yourself? Like you're giving this to other people, but how do you receive what you need as far as um, just that, you know, eliminating stress and so forth. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things I like to do. (laughs) Um, Well, I get a massage once a month, most of the time. You know, I make sure, and if I don't, I found my body, it just kind of lets me know it's time because I'll get achy and, I don't know, things hurt me, like my back. Uh, I have a knot in my back. So I think preventative, I believe in um, the massage, so really getting a massage. Um, but there's so many things that I do. But I think the core of it is really my curiosity. I really think I've been blessed with curiosity, which gives me that avenue of exploring, you know, looking at the brighter side. Um, you know, I'm walking in Lawnmire before our our session here and I'm looking at the mindfulness that they suggest by signs on the walkway about just being in the present moment you know maybe not talking to anybody and shutting off your phone it's almost like for me it's listening to your body and what is it saying like you know I'm tired then rest you know that halt hungry angry lonely tired I think it's about listening and just being curious and just having fun. I think my grandkids remind me of that. They pushed me to do things at my age that I, you know, I wouldn't have done. You know, jump rope or running. You know, I think it's a balance of work and 
play. And at this age, I think I play a lot. <laughs> I do. I'm enjoying life a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> what is play for you? Play. Being here with you is fun. It's when it's scary, when it's out of my comfort zone, then it's fun. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of fun things in my life. But only when I got older, when I realized, I don't know, I didn't even realize, I didn't think about it. I just thought, this is going to be fun. Um, a friend and I were walking up Powder Valley, and we saw a man near a tree with some ropes and wire, and we were asking him, what is he doing? And he says, I climb trees. And I'm like, I look at my friend, and we decided we're going to do that. Hmm. So we were, um, it's all set up, set up with... Um, Oh gosh, like a jacking system where you pull yourself up. It's it's complicated. All I know is he put a harness on me and um, he says you just pull yourself up. It's like a pulley system and you can go as high as you want. Um, and I'm scared of heights and I didn't have time to be scared, but we climbed to the top um, huh. and all I asked was that, take a picture. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, so... I've done a lot of things that are fun. One time, I just was feeling I needed more faith. And I'm in a step program. And I needed to just be, I don't know, as funny as it sounds, I just needed to be closer to God. I wanted to, for some reason, I, I just wanted to experience being closer to the clouds. I don't know. So I... On my own, I went to Sullivan, and I, I learned how to jump out of an airplane. Um, we did the first one. We did Tanum, and we were, you know, the jump master and I were connected with our our jumpsuit, and we jumped, and that's fourteen thousand feet. Hmm. And then, um, then I kept doing it, and um, I went on my own with two jump masters. And there was this, uh, like a system, like a whole um, routine to get out of the airplane. And so I did that a few times. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, so when it comes up, I like to explore if it's necessary, if it's fun, <laughs> and I try it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm beginning to see, really, at 69, what's next? Mm-hmm. What's the step program? Oh, I'm in. Um, I think I'm. I'm doing a step program recovery. Um, it's a twelve-step program. I'm thinking that I want to be my best. So what I want to do is be emotionally um, have emotional sobriety, meaning I'm very traditionalized with my mothering managing, manipulating. Um, I just love my kids that much that I, I'm a helper and I want to, I want to help people. And I think I've learned I can't control anyone. So I'm learning that everybody has their own life and you do it your own way. And I'm not a part of the solution all the time, but I could be part of the problem. So I'm just learning. I, I grew up with my, my dad being an alcoholic. Um, and that was really hard as a young child. I didn't have the tools to, um, 
to really know how to take care of myself and um, talk about fun. When I became nine years old, my dad bought me a bike, and I thought, that's a taste of freedom. And I remember, now this is the 60s, I remember just riding my bike all around the neighborhood. My parents didn't worry about me, and I think that's when I knew there was more to life than just being at home, just doing nothing. I don't know. I don't remember doing much before my bike. So that started the fun, I think, for me, riding my bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why, why, how did that get involved, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So I've been blessed with curiosity and adventure, really. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, for massage, um, so you get a massage mm-hmm. once a month. Um, yeah. So like for the average person to mm-hmm. enjoy massage more, um, I guess, should they look for a professional massage or is it more of like, like my uh, daughters, they like to trade back rubs. They put a yeah. timer on their phone and they take turns and stuff. Oh. <laughs> or is it that type of thing? Or... Um, how can a person enjoy, you know, what just the regular everyday person yeah. enjoy? The, the What would you suggest for them getting involved well, with that? I think it's all about being comfortable. I would suggest talking with someone. It would be a referral from a friend. Um, and really, really like finding out, gathering information, what you want. Like I know my body cannot take deep tissue. It's a very strong, deep, uh, methodical effilage, massage. And people, some people love that. They feel like the tension releases and they're, and they're good. Um, I like a very dark room, soothing music, and slow Swedish massage. I like to just... So I think it's first finding out what you want. You know, if you want a, like a sports massage with a lot of tapping, tapotment they call it, or you want to just relax and listen to music and not say a word. So it would probably be a good idea to ask around and ask them what their experience is like. Um, I think just trying just going once and trying something and a good massage therapist always asks what are you looking for and there might be some shoulder pain or knots in your back you may want to address that or you may just say I'm so tired and stressed I want to rest so it's typically an hour and um, yeah so I believe in it I believe when your body is happy and relaxed your outlook in life is better, and the pain, if you have experienced pain, it would lessen. I think it's awareness when your body is getting massaged where you need to rest. Like, I didn't know my arms were so tight until I got a massage, and then I realized, wow, I've been carrying a load. I have to, you know, stretch my arms a little bit, 
let them go limp and just shake them out sometimes. So I think for me, it's the awareness of your body and what it is you want. That's the best direction I can say about getting a massage. And then you mentioned the Indian head massage. Yes. How, what is that all about? Oh, or how's... I love that. I love Indian head massage. Well, I went to Philadelphia to learn, and it was continuing education in order to relicense myself. Um, we have to have so many hands-on or book work to uh, renew our license. And um, so what I love about it is that you're fully clothed and sitting in an armless chair. And um, and it's just a whole routine. I just, I love it because nobody really expects anything. I'll say, oh, you want me to just rub your shoulders? And they'll say, yeah, well, why don't you sit down? <laughs> and then I start massaging them, and then most of the time they just fall asleep. Um, and I... I just love it because I meet the person where they are. Um, so I massage the back, the arms, shoulders, neck, head, and face. And I support them sitting in a chair by holding them. Um, and you really don't even know I'm there because they become this very relaxed person unexpectedly because they don't expect this to be much of a massage sitting down and I haven't had anybody fall out of the chair or anything so I've done it with hospice um, and it's just I can bring a folding chair anywhere and I can place it down and have anybody sit down I think that's where I'm going with that now I want to go out and meet more people and massage them and meet them where they are, whether it's, you know, hospice, uh, traveling on the road. I really feel like I want to show people how simple it is to relax by letting them sit comfortably in a chair where I could put my hands on their back and just rub them. The power of touch is, hmm. is just very, very enlightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that does seem pretty incredible, the power of touch. Yeah. I mean, um, just, yeah, connection, mm. um, hugs, handshakes, mm. just some kind of physical connection. Um, and then, did you say, like, you support them? Like, yes. uh, to keep them, like, they're so relaxed, you yes. have to kind of hold them in the chair? Or yeah. Can, well, you know, it's interesting because it's like when I get a massage, Indian head massage, I sit in a chair and it almost feels like you're so relaxed you can't move. Hmm. It feels like you've melted in the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like your body let go. Your body says, oh, I'm familiar with this. I can do this. And it just melts in the chair. So, you know, there's a way of not being in their face. I walk around them. Um, I kneel next to them and and compress their arms and stretch their arms. Um, I rotate their neck so they can get more um, flexibility because the neck is always the tightest. 
I can squeeze their traps, the top of their shoulders, and move around their shoulder blades, the scapula, holding them gently with one hand and applying circular motion around the scapulas. Uh, release it. But when the person is that relaxed, the body, the muscles relax. And that's why they feel better because the gravity of them sitting in a chair can be very releasing of stress. So it's that's what I'm really excited about. Because when you're laying in a, in a, on a table, you expect to be relaxed. And your mind might float, or maybe not. But with Indian head massage, you don't, you don't necessarily know what to expect. And then your body just it gets so relaxed. It's like a meditative state. So, yeah, supporting is easy because we're in this together. It, it really is profound. It really is. Is there typically any uh, conversation going on, or is it just pretty quiet? Very quiet, very quiet. And I've never had anybody complain about how deep the pressure is. It's almost like, you know, if someone likes deep pressure, it wouldn't matter in a chair because of the I don't know, the balance of the body and me leaning in gets the job done with the muscles, but yet is very comforting. So it's unique. I guess I never had to explain it like this. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It sounds pretty special. It is. It's very special. It really is. I went to London. Um, funny story, um, I was holding a, a workshop and um, so we were just talking, and I said, um, in London, they do Indian head massage frequently. It's, it's pretty apparent. Everybody's on board. And uh, one gal said, oh, I would love to go to London. And then another gal said that, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we're going to London, aren't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the three of us went, and we attended a conference in London with a group of ladies and um, oh my gosh it's profound they have done so much with Indian head massage palliative care um, they have done it with um, mentally challenged the handicap um, and they use special oils and and sarongs and it's just amazing work so we spent the weekend um, just gathering information how they do this massage and um, yeah so I was really inspired when I came back to do more workshops but like I said massage has given me so many opportunities that I just I say yes more than I say no honestly to um, like to mm. workshops and things like that so you yeah. may say yes to okay. well I mean if if we have to renew our license we get um, continuing education units so you can learn another modality so that's what the opportunity presents itself yeah, yeah. so working with hospice mm-hmm. um, so I just wonder about just um, you know your experience with people mm-hmm. who are in that stage of life mm-hmm. it seems kind of like a, a pretty unique stage of life mm-hmm. um, when 
you're not planning on getting better, mm-hmm. you know. So it seems kind of profound in just kind of thinking, con- you know, considering yeah. that you're at the yeah. end um, of, of life. Have Has there been any experiences with mm. people um, that kind of comes to mind or oh. just any thoughts about you know that stage of life or the people who are there yeah oh definitely I think um, well I like to write stories a side note and I've written some stories about you know the events that I've been involved in with people it's just um, it's not about being really agitated it's about when they come to hospice I've noticed they just accept it so they're willing to sit longer and talk or willing to have a massage where they never had a massage so that came around in left field um I went to I went to a local hospital to massage um they had um a massage center and um in the interview, when I first started, they said, well, we do hospice. I'm like, I'm in. I want to do hospice. So then, I don't know. It was an event that, like, I was, I had to go to this hospice organization they're involved in and teach them why massage is so important and getting the nurses, in, you know, on board to express interest where they would use me when medicine, they've, the clients, the patients have taken enough medicine, but it's not working as well with their stress level. And if their stress level is up, the medicine is not as efficient. So massage can relax them enough not to, you know, not to give them that much medicine. I mean, that's basically what it is. So I, was, I got people on board, and, uh, and I was part of the... You know, the circle of caregivers with, um, you know, the, um, I don't know, the, everybody, the nurses, the nurses' aides, you know, the chaplain. It was so enlightening. Um, but I didn't do a typical massage. I went there equipped with my lotion, chair maybe, music, and I found something totally different when I got there. Um, like this one man... I went to a place where the homeless people have gotten in an um, in a building where they had nowhere else to go and they were being taken care of. And I met this man who used to be part of um, an orchestra. I mean, it was amazing. And I think life events moved him where he became homeless. And he ended up there and he was in hospice care. So. Um, the nurses suggested I go there and 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 just ease his stress because he'd be in bed all the time. And when I walked into the room, it was a dark room, and he was in bed during the day. And you know, he was not even willing to talk to me. So I would just spend time with him, and um, we would talk, or I try to talk with him. And then I put music on. He says, I hate your music. And I'm like, okay, tell me what kind you want. And um, here he played a trumpet, uh, I guess first chair in the orchestra. 
And uh, he says, Chris Bodie. And I'm like, who's Chris Bodie? So I brought Chris Bodie and then all kinds of, he educated me. So, and he didn't want me to massage him. Well, he maybe rub his back a little bit. But we would spend the time listening to trumpet music. Hmm. And it was so profound because he was teaching me all about what it, the music insights were. Like the music between the notes, you know, the pause, what it meant. It was so really cool. And I got to witness him transcend himself into this really insightful, serene musician he once was. And it was so cool. And I, we just spent time talking, listening to music. And he got out of bed, and he sat, we both sat on the edge of his bed, and we, we had time together once a week. So that, to me, is open the door of massage, but yet it unfolded in something I didn't expect, and it was, it was such a blessing. Hmm. There's so many stories like that, you mm-hmm. know, and it's, I guess it's just, I'm very grateful to have an opportunity to reach out to people where they are, and and it's so much fun. It really is. Can um, you know just your everyday person mm-hmm. when it comes to um, family members, mm-hmm. and uh, how can they kind of um, you know up their game, so to speak, when it comes to you know, giving touch to one another, yeah. um, like, uh, you know, like, do you have any suggestions about like yeah. maybe going to a workshop or reading a, a book yeah. or a video or just kind of, um, a certain attitude to have about it when you go to rub your spouse's shoulders or just yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really all about love. I really think so. It's like, if your intention is just to be kind and to meet people where they are with no judgment or having an outcome, I think if, if you were just, that would bring the willingness and the, and the excitement of life, you know, life on life's terms. Um, I always ask for a hug and it's always a surprise <laughs> to people like, oh yeah, I give a hug. I don't know. I think the power of touch. Um, I think listening is so important. Listening and just, I don't know, enjoying someone's company. You know, I think the older I get, the more time I have to really enjoy life on life's terms. And if something in my gut doesn't feel right, if I'm not feeling it, like they say, um, I just... You know, pause and just walk away and think about it. Like, what is this teaching me? Or do I need to walk the other way for a while? Maybe I'm not in the same place they are in their life. And maybe I'm not supposed to be in their life. Maybe it's a different season. And when the season changes, then I can walk away going, hey, you know, I'm I'm okay who I am. And they're okay with who they are so we may just part ways but being and doing it in love just feels like it's more than just abruptly 
as they say now, ghosting. It's almost like letting go and letting God. I believe that, you know? And, you know, the best thing, the most enjoyment I have is watching someone doing what they love to do. I have seen people just come alive. It's almost like their spirit is celebrating. Um, I just feel like if you're doing something you absolutely love, it's just, it just like, it's like fireworks. And someone can watch that and be inspired instead of maybe dreading to go to work, you know, or dreading to do something. But you know, taking the time to find your passion to really do something you love, it helps everybody, including yourself, and which brings yeah. to mind disease. You know. So you know, speaking of God. Yes. Um, so, are you uh, religious, or what is what are your thoughts about well, God, or just your experience of Him and things like you know? Well, my parents really did a nice job of raising us um, Catholic. And we've, you know, we had the, I call them doilies on the head. And every Sunday, and I went to um, catechism, you know. um, And every, I think it was Saturday, we went for religious classes. um, And I went to a public school. So, and then Sunday, every week, so my dad was Catholic. My mom, I believe, was Methodist. She brought us up Catholic. So um, we did the communion and confirmation. And um, I always thought there was something more to it. Like when I see the priest on the, at the altar reading the Bible, I thought, I don't know what this Bible is. <laughs> I don't know, like... I want to know more about what he's reading because I memorized everything in mass, what I was supposed to do. Um, and I'm not being facetious. I totally respect everybody's religion. But for me, I was curious. What is the Bible? And I think um, I, got, I got discouraged and I walked away from religion thinking I am not a rule a rule. I don't like rules as much if they don't make sense. And I wanted to explore that. So um, I explored, and nowadays, with YouTube, and um, I went to different churches. So it's not a specific religion, but it's, it's more or less reaching God where he is. I think he's everywhere. I'm reading the Bible now through Bible Recap. Um, for a year and it enlightens me the joy God has with his mercy and his grace when we're all here you know sinning I mean there's so many stories in the Bible of sinners which we are human and how there was God's plan being played out through his mercy and grace it's just a that's the greatest story ever told and now at this age I get to read the Bible, have the time, and explore how good he is instead of maybe, you know, I'm going to be punished. I always thought I must be doing something wrong, you know. So with, I think it's just the nearness of God gives me joy. And I just, I'm, it just 
spiritually awakens me every day. I have this conversation with God. You know, one time I was walking and I was feeling so discouraged. And I'm like, oh gosh. I just prayed. I said, God, if you're here, I need a sign because I'm feeling really down. I don't know where you are right now. And I look down and I see a heart, um, a leaf shaped as a heart. And I mean, it was like resonating higher vibration. You know, it was, it was like the sun was hitting it. And I'm like, oh, so that's how you're going to show me. That's the heart. And then ever since then, I see hearts when I need a little bit of more love from my faith. I see a heart. And people, you know, I guess I resonate with hearts. People send me pictures of hearts. It's almost like I want to spread, spread the love that we all really need at this point in our life. You know, and that's, I feel like that's my job spread the love I really believe that and that's why I do things massage and I want to do a podcast really bad so that's next you know so I'm going to try and I'm trying to use what God given me and and just empower me enough and brave enough to do what I do just to enlighten and inspire people and love them in the meantime I'll I'll go I'll go with them on this (laughs) I feel the same way but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're wanting to like spread the love. Yes. And then you're also mentioning like desiring love from God and like yeah. wanting a yeah. sign to kind of yeah. encourage you. So you're wanting to receive love from yeah. God. Yeah. And you're, you're talking about His presence and His mm-hmm. nearness. So, um, yeah, I guess. Um, what best helps you to connect with God on the receiving end where you're receiving yeah. his love? Um, I guess maybe through your right. Bible reading, I guess that's part of well, it? Well, that's or? part of it. I start the day, I, I, the stories are amazing in the Bible, mm-hmm. and they apply to my life, interesting enough. So I'll take away from, um, like, there's so many stories of being brave, when he doesn't pick saints or prophets to do the big stuff, he actually, I mean, there's so many stories about he picks the people that are the underdogs, you know, like Gideon, who didn't think he was nobody, but yet he became a warrior. So I believe that if you've set your mind to something that you love and you want to do and you talk it over with God, I don't know. I mean, he gives you the strength. So I kind of get my strength and courage from him in the morning when I read the Bible. But I don't know, like finding joy. Like I was so nervous to do this podcast. I'm like, I don't think I have anything to say. (laughs) I don't have anything to say. But yet sitting here in the midst of all these trees, you know, just talking with someone who wants to know more about me and the way we met. I was with a friend sitting on bleachers at the lawnmower and you were doing this and one thing led to another and here I am. It's like, that's so cool. So it's unexpected. That's how much fun this is. Mm -hmm. And you brought me a cup of coffee? I mean, 
this is a great way to live, no doubt, you know? And I, I just want to encourage people to do just that. Say yes when you're scared, you know? Be brave when you're scared. And most of the time it works out or you learn something more about yourself. That's probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I'm learning. Like, now I'm not nervous, you know? So most times I'm nervous about nothing, you know? So, and here I am enjoying this conversation with you. I mean, that's a blessing. A total stranger. <laughs> and here I am sitting here talking to someone. That's what I want to do more. That's why I want to do a podcast. I want to get out and talk to people and, and find out how did they get to that? How did they get here? How did they get to this place in their life? Like, what drove you here? You know, what inspires you? Tell me. I want to know. That's what I want to do the rest of my life. And then I love my grandkids, love my kids, and I want them to just to know. I, I always thought I don't want them to think, oh, no, Grandma's coming. No, I want to say, oh, come on, Grandma, let's go play. And I'll say, yes, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to show my grandkids how much fun life is when you come from a place of love and have faith in God to give it to you when you ask Him. You know, it's just a beautiful way to live. So the um, the app you were talking about is the Bible Recap app? Yes. Is that it? Okay. Yes. And that's... Um, kind of geared for reading a Bible through a, a plan or yeah. a reading plan or something along those lines? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, a friend told me about a Bible app, and I was looking at it, and it's a daily inspiration. They talk about scripture, and then you hear it. Um, and then it, it's very enlightening by all kinds of people of faith. Um, and then I saw this blue app. You know, that said Bible recap, and the introduction was finding the joy in God. And I'm like, yeah, I want, to, I want the joy. I want to find the joy. And then I started, I listened to all her introductions, and each day I bought the book. Each day she goes, you know, in order of the story, and we read it, um, and she, you know, summarizes it. And explains it where we understand it, and then you read in your Bible the verse and the scripture, and it's just—it's really empowered my life to be a better person and not scared of who is God, you know. So I really enjoy that. I really enjoy it. It's—it. I'm halfway through, and I'm—I'm—I can't wait to see what's next. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I've been enjoying um, the Bible Project. They have an app, oh. but it's also a podcast, and they kind of focus on the literary structure of the Bible. Yeah. So they, um, and they talk about themes. Like right now, the theme happens to be dragons. So, um, and that's a pretty broad term. So like when Leviathan is mentioned, mm-hmm. that falls in the category. When the serpent in the garden, he falls in that category. But anyway, yeah. so it's. You, it's just kind of um, anyway it's really enjoyable yeah. I enjoy it I think it's for me it's not memorizing certain things during a, a church sermon or you know it's almost like I want to know God's story I want to know more about 
his story. I want to know about what he's done, you know, when there wasn't a Bible, you know. I want to know more about his story, get to know him more, you know. And not just, for me, I'm, I'm trying to be like, I, I don't want to tell anybody what they should be doing, but for me, I'm not willing to just grab a scripture when I need it and take it to get what I want. I want to be where I want to see what the story is so I can learn from it and meet God where he is and not make it about what I need for him to do for me to be happy. I think that's what I'm learning with the Bible recap, you know, looking for his mercy. And that's what I want, you know. That's what I'm searching for, the joy, Mm -hmm. you know. And, And if we understand the Bible, then maybe we can apply it to our life and, and hold a conversation. That's, to me, church. You know, it, I don't know. It just it comes in all different forms. There's not one way to do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when we first met, um, mm-hmm. you were with a friend. Yeah. And um, so I thought I would ask about like relationships mm-hmm. and what have you learned about enjoying people, enjoying relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, just anything oh. along those lines? Well, I guess I'll have to talk about my friends. Um, the way we met is a serpentipity. It's like we don't expect to meet somebody, but yet the joy of just finding someone you relate to and have, have fun with in unexpected ways. I met Rochelle in, in mas- uh, massage school. And um, one day we met and it just took off. So we shared massage therapy um, and we did a, we had a, like a studio, we, we had a clientele, we enjoy it. Um, and then she has a friend named Sue and we met. Um, and it, it's just hard to describe how special these friendships are. They really are special. It wasn't like I was searching for a friend, but you know, it, it just comes when it's just joy. So life happens and we move away from each other, do different things, and then we meet again at a local store, a turning the corner at a, at a local food mart. And I, and I saw Sue, and it was like love all over again. She's an artist. She is all about love. And we just, when we, when we are together, we have so much fun. We could talk for hours and not even know, like, where we, you know, where we started. And then Rochelle, she's teaching me love as well. And we met again. I'm driving down the street, in the street I don't usually drive down. And I look over, and there's Rochelle driving. And I haven't seen her in years. So I'm beeping the horn, and we pull off, and uh, we hugged each other. And all of a sudden, the three of us are friends again. So um, I don't know. I think it's just joy. And we're there for each other. We encourage each other. When we first met Will... We, you know, I was infatuated by your podcast. I'm like, look at him. Wow. 
So then Rochelle started talking to you. And then I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? And then um, all of a sudden, I'm sitting here doing a podcast. So my friends are so encouraging. And um, they help me to pursue my dreams just by telling me I can, just by creating this situation, by talking to you. Um, you know, and, there, and there's different kinds of friends, you know, it's like my neighbors are my friends. They're nice to talk to. I know I can call them if I need something. There's different people for different reasons. You know, I can call them my friend, but you know, we all have different roles in, in this. And I think it's, it's complicated. It's not like one specific definition. So one th- thing that competes with mm-hmm. relationships is busyness, and that can compete with a, a lot of different things. And it might be a personality thing, but like in my personality, yeah. I can um, just see myself feeling driven and wanting to get things done. And yeah. that can, you know, it just kind of butts heads with um, just relationships, enjoying them, deepening relationships. Because the two just don't mesh real t- right. <laughs> together real good. Yeah. Um, do you experience that, oh, yeah. or and w- you know, is there anything that you have to do about that, or just yeah. any thoughts on that? Boy, that is that is interesting. Yeah, at sixty nine, there's not many people that, by this age, I've noticed most people I met, or I shouldn't say maybe some of the people I met are happy with their lives right now. They're not pursuing any more to do, but enjoying a peaceful rest of their life. And I totally agree. Um, So I think the motivation is not there with people sometimes. Like my friends may not want to climb a tree or jump out of an airplane, but yet we can enjoy something else together. You know, we... We go to an open mic. Wolf's Cafe is amazing. So we enjoy listening to people play their music. And we have such a good time. And it's, and it's peaceful and it's fun. And we giggle and we eat. But yet, I wouldn't ask them to go camping with me, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. So I look at people, if they're not motivated to do what I do... I look at them, and if I'm on edge, I find out, I think a minute, like, what are you teaching me about myself? What it is that you're showing me through my feelings that I should know? And it might, you know, it might be that I need more patience, or it might be that I could slow down, or maybe, you know, they're teaching me something about myself. They're not coming to me to be my best friend. They might just be teaching me something that I need to work on, you know? And um, that's not a bad thing, you know? And if people like that don't come in my life, then I'm not going to grow as much because I don't grow when I'm excited, happy. I grow when I'm scared and I'm agitated or I'm fearful. I grow in those times. That's what's important to me so at this time I'm trying to invite everything in my life 
and learn from it, walk away, or get on board. There's a lot of different reasons people come in my life. And I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to thank them mindfully that they're in my life to teach me something. Like the way you showed up. You're teaching me how to do a simple podcast. I am so excited to watch you do this because I want, you're inspiring me to do something and we've just met, you know? So I'm so grateful that you came in my life to show me this because I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And I know nothing about it and I'm learning. So you're encouraging me just by you doing this, by doing this passion you have. And I'm very grateful. So we may never meet again, but yet you have you have a place in my life, you know? And I'm so grateful for that. Do you have any, um, like, rituals and routines mm-hmm. that make up your life? Or are you pretty just, like, unstructured and just wake up and go with the flow? Or what's wow. it like there for you yeah. as far as... Well, in the morning, I journal, read the Bible. Um, Of course, my dog's got to be fed and coffee got to be put on. Um, I'm learning more about what works now than it did then. Like, I've always been a three-meal person, and I love snacks. Um, You know, um, if I feel agitated at the end of the day, like just hurting, I'll think, oh, wait a minute, I'm tired. So I go to bed early, and I get up really early. So if I don't get six hours, then I'm not a happy person. So my ritual is what my body tells me. Um, I could start out the day going, I'm going to do this, and I ended up doing something totally different. And, um, And that's okay, because then after I do that thing that's unexpected... I'm finding it was better for me I did that. So it's a mix of everything. And what I thrive for is to have balance. Like, am I having fun? Am I working hard? Am I being kind? Am I taking care of myself? When I'm with my grandkids, I could forget taking my vitamins. I can forget drinking water um, because I get so involved in having fun with them. So it's a constant checking in with my body. And um, some things work, some things don't. I'm on a food, a food program that is making me a better person. Um, it's an autoimmune food program. I don't have dairy. Or I'm gluten-free. I'm, I'm like 80% good with it. <laughs> um, I do my best, and I make mistakes, and I, I enjoy something really sweet that I shouldn't but I enjoy it and move on so at 69 I got freedom to do so much with my life that I may not have had when I had a job and I had you know family to raise and you know my husband I mean now I just everybody kind of is doing their own thing and that's what I'm doing so yes to everything Well, I think that um, we'll wrap up. Um, I want to give, you know, allow you to tell people the name of your podcast. 
Oh my God. <laughs> but no, just yeah. how they can follow yeah. you. And if you want yeah. to, um, and if there's anything else that's just on your mind here before we yeah. wrap up, but, um, yeah, as far as how people can follow you and, um, yeah, if you, I mean, I know you're, the podcast is in the future, yes. but if they're, you know, yeah. you want to say anything about that, you can. Well, you know, I believe, and if you say it out loud, it's going to be closer to what you need to get done. And I'm thinking, I started this idea and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it feels like I'm learning Japanese. It does. It's a steep learning curve. Um, this is something I don't know anything about. I just know I love people. I love to find out their story. I've, I've always been infatuated by interviews. I'll listen to an interview over and over because I want to know what question they asked to make it so profound. And um, so my, I come up with a name. Um, that's all I have right now. It's called People Talk with Anne. You can reach me on um, annkarkowski.com. Um, I have a website that I'm nourishing, moving maybe uh, from all massage to podcast um, also. I'm writing stories about my life. I'm going to write a book. I've got seven stories done that I'm pretty happy about. So a book is in my future, podcast, and, and I want to massage people and meet them where they're at. And I'm just so excited about what my future is going to bring. And I may not know any more than that, but I just know where I'm being driven to. And we'll see what happens, you know? And you just don't know. Maybe God has something else planned for me, but he wants me happy. So in the meantime, I'm happy, you know? Yeah, and I appreciate this time. Because one-on-one, talking about my life, I really didn't know how it was going to go. And I was scared to think my mind will go blank. But as you can hear, I have got a lot to say. So I appreciate you, Will. I really do. I really appreciate you asking me. I kept thinking, what is it you want to... What can you possibly want to know about me? You know, But obviously, I need to say this. So I, I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. It's been really good. Yeah.